It's the lens, it's the lens, it's the lens, gotta live diverse. It's the lens, it's the lens, it's the lens, live diverse. You are listening to The Lens Living Diverse, a podcast brought to you by the CNIB Advocacy Team. Join Nisha and I as we talk to guests with intersecting identities along with sight loss as they share the unique stories. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Lens Living Diverse. So today I am going to be solo. It's uh, your buddy, your boy, Ben. And today's episode is going to be ultra special. I know I'm always like every episode special and I do believe that. But today we're going to look at a generational approach. We got some young people that I interviewed uh, prior and they're going to give us a perspective of diversity, inclusion, equity, and accessibility. So I am going to throw to this interview. It was fun doing it. So let's get into it. I have two special guests. Uh, if we could go around, if you can introduce yourself, that'd be awesome. So anybody could jump in. Hello. Um, my name is Darren Clare, and um I am fully blind. Uh, um, I have ROP, and so therefore I cannot see uh, anything, no light perception either. So um, it really uh, does make life difficult, but life is still amazing. I mean, I'm still a human being and I'm able to work around uh, lots of stuff. So, yeah. Hi, my name is Maggie. Um, I have light perception. Um, and yeah. That's excellent. And it's, like I said, it's so wonderful to meet both of you. And yeah, let's let's get into it. So first of all, I, I would just like to ask you, I'm not too sure if you heard of the term intersectionality. Have any of you heard of the term intersectionality? Yes, I have. Might have heard, but can't remember off the top of my head. Okay, so yeah, it's it's the fact that sometimes we have different layers that we live with. So even for example, I'm a, a black male uh, with sight loss, and I work as a social worker. So I just want to ask both of you, like, what's your intersectionalities? Oh, okay. Well, you want me to go first then? And anybody can go first. Open forum. Okay, I am a brown, uh, blind, fully blind male. And um, I'm a a woman with vision loss. Wonderful. So we're going to get some really, really good perspectives here. And I I definitely can't wait. So even just asking y'all, like, what does diversity and inclusion means to to you folks. I think to me, and I and it's been said before. I think it is making sure that everybody's voice is heard, and allowing everybody to speak what they need to say. Right, like to to allow them to share their opinion. That's exactly it. It's it's mostly like expressing expressing your feelings, but letting others take the stage as well. Uh, to express their feelings because uh, um, it's cool to come from different perspectives all the time 
um, and therefore everyone will be able to know their rights and then we'll be able to communicate really well and then we'll be able to work together as one big good community so there's that right on i honestly i love those answers those are really good answers and like how do you feel you folks as young people like how do you push for those like diversities you know and that inclusivity if it's whether it's with your your fellow peers or your friends or or your family members now um us when we're talking family members it's it can be difficult at times because you're the only sometimes you're the only blind person in the house or uh, you're the only one with vision loss or whatsoever or sometimes uh, there are some other people in your family that has gone through it maybe uh, it's it, not that no one it like everyone like in my family is helpful but everyone's always like a busy like everyone's always busy with their own thing like everyone's always busy um or uh, like cousins playing I always remember we always used to play tag and therefore uh they would always tag me and then they would all run off and I'd be like oh shoot which way am I going and then there will be a table there or there would be a couch there and I would be the first one to bump into it so it's one of those things now that's family but now when we're talking friends um most of my friends understand me sighted or or not sighted or uh, with vision loss or not vision loss there I have lots of friends around which is a good thing uh, I think because uh, whenever you need them they're always there and to stick up for you and stand up for you and uh it, it's a it's a good thing with friends because especially the ones we have visually impaired at w ross um because we all understand each other i mean as much as i always hope that there's no like people with disability because it's it, it's really like sad to watch people struggle and stuff for me uh myself personally but it's, it's a great thing at times too because then you have these people here that are uh, there to stand up uh, for you and who understand you really well you know what I mean so there's that and then I mean everyone has a disability no matter what like some people have everybody has their own disabilities I mean you might be good at something I might not be good at that or everyone has their own disabilities so there's no one without a disability that's how I look at it to me to, I completely agree with you Darren um for me it I go to a school where there are no other visually impaired um, people so it is sometimes um, it, it is a reminder all the time, right? Um, I need you to explain that or use um, language that I would be able to understand like uh, that way, this way, it, it <laughs> over here, it's, it's not what I need. So it is a reminder, um, but a lot of kids are really good about making sure that I am part of everything and altering the, the games and the activities so that I can participate. And so are the teachers, the teachers are amazing with that as well. Um, my family are really, really good with that stuff as well to make sure that I'm able to do all of the same things that they are able to. And Anoa, I love the examples, especially when we're looking at sight loss, like such great examples of how living with sight loss does impact your lives. And even with the stories on how you're able to adapt to it, that's that's hands down, that's that's incredible. And I just love how you're learning this at a young age and and you're learning how to advocate, right? That's that's yes. a word that- <laughs> That is so, 
There, there's that Aquaco uh, or Ben. Um, but the, the crazy thing I'd like to share is even if I one day will get my site back, I don't know, like you never know, anything could happen, right? So if I ever get my sight back, I still have a permanent mark on my eye, which will remind me that I, I, I used to have uh, um, sight loss because when I, uh, I was little, I hit my eye off a cabinet so hard that there's still a permanent mark on my eye which um, some people can still see till this day. It's, it's permanent. I mean, uh, it was a wound at first, but we were able to heal that, but it, it, it is a permanent mark and it's still on my eye. So I can still, like, I can still reflect on that and be like, oh yes, that was a time in life where I was blind and I couldn't see anything. thing. Okay, so, so it's almost like that physical reminder. Yes. Oh, uh, shoot. Don't, hey, I, I have a lot of marks on my face over the years, for sure. I, I feel you, brother. And just for those listeners in the audience that's listening right now, I I know you may have heard Darren say, oh, Aquaco or Ben. So uh, just to give you context, I used to work as a staff at the school that Darren goes to. So if you hear Aquaco, if you hear interchangeable of a Ben, you you know why that's that's the reason for sure so thank you for sharing that Darren and and even just uh wondering the question I was uh, about to get to with y'all kind of expressing your your sight loss is there ever a time where you had to advocate for yourself and you had to educate other people about that intersectionality and how did you feel about doing that Every day. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, Maggie, you could go ahead and then Dan, yes. you could uh, let us know. Yeah. So, I mean, every time I walk into a new classroom or, uh, you know, I have to do a new group project, it is starting from scratch, which sometimes is frustrating. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm excited to see how this person um, will be able to help me and accommodate my needs. Um, you know, it, it is, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Um, but like it, it's it's it is a daily thing <laughs> i feel you i feel you what about you dan what's up oh man oh let's get into this this is an everyday thing i always have to advocate for something if uh my laptop uh, it's some site on my website is not accessible on your laptop you have to advocate for that at school um you, there's anything going on in the uh, lodging or like in the units where we we actually live uh because i'm not a day student anymore right so um whenever uh you're there you have to advocate for yourself you don't like something you have to ad advocate there we were we were playing um floor hockey the other day at w ross and some of the rules didn't look too uh good to me or when we're playing baseball sometimes we we, we started playing baseball we didn't have silver cup this year and the baseball had no bells in it and i'm like yeah that's so good we're this thing is gonna someone's gonna whack this thing over our head and we're <laughs> supposed to catch this thing and, and, and it's coming spiraling through the air and you can't see it the next thing that is gonna happen the only way you'll see it is if slam it hits you in the head and um and, well there were staff members around but that's still not too helpful for you eh? so um uh, like we we always have to advocate I mean I've always had to advocate it's like you know these people are coming too fast towards me I can't see this puck coming flying at me uh, I should be allowed to lay down and block the puck with my uh, hands or lay down and block it and then it, it would be a long argument between the commissioner and I about that and I'd be like nope this is how it should be this is how it's been throughout the years so this is how it should be so I'm one of those people who can't stop advocating I'd rather advocate than just sit there and watch anything happen um, oh, yeah, 
I just can't do it. If, if you can, then you're just, you just can't be Darren then. <laughs> there you go. Or you can't be Maggie or you can't be then. Like, <laughs> hey, we're, we're all advocating, you know? Yeah, that's, we're advocating, yo. <laughs> that's, that's what it, it's like for sure. Anything you want to add in, Maggie? Final thoughts to that? Yeah, like it is, it is advocating, you know, in the school environment, in the, in the world itself. Um, it's just making sure that people understand that um, even though that you have a disability, and I, I don't love that word, but I'm, I have to use it. Um, you have a disability. It doesn't mean that you can't do the same things. Um, and so I find a lot of the advocating that I do, it's almost that I have to fight to do the same things because a lot of people will try to alter it or um, just exclude you. And, th and that's not a great solution. Um, so it's, it's always trying to find that other way around it. So, you know, let's try it this way. Um, for example, you know, if I'm doing a group project, instead of me handling the finding the pictures or, you know, finding the videos online, why don't I write it up or why don't I create the presentation, right? So it's finding the ways where I can be as helpful as I can and making sure that other people understand that. Yes, yes, that is, that is for sure true. Um, when we're talking disabilities, it's, it's um, I always look at uh, how lucky I still am. Like, even though I am mad that I can't see sometimes or, you know, like when, when I, obviously when you're going to see your peers driving their cars or anything happening, like they're like, oh my goodness, that would have been me like a year ago. I would have got my license and now I would have had a great car and this and that. Well, I yeah. still look at how lucky I still am. Let's let's actually. I got a question for y'all. As uh, y'all know, I'm a I'm an old dinosaur. You, you, this you, this is your generation now. I'm I can't even remember when I was in high school. So I just I gotta ask you with looking at diversity and looking at inclusivity. And I'm gonna ask this to you first, Maggie, because you go to a mainstream school. So do you feel that? Uh, it's shown within the school? Is there any like training or is there any educationals that kind of represent you being a person with sight loss? Honestly, not so much. Um, and for the stuff that does happen, I have to push for it. Um, for example, I have a guide dog. So, we, you know, I had to push for them to um, have assemblies and make sure that the kids knew um, guide dog etiquette. Um, but no, there's not a lot of, of you know, um, training and stuff about how to just be with someone who has sight loss. Um, I, I have to do the education myself, which sometimes is the best way to do it. It's sometimes best to come from the source, but sometimes it's really frustrating because you just want this, you just want to walk in somewhere and just not have to always explain yourself and always be different. You just want to be able to fit in. Um, but yeah, no, there's not a lot of I don't even know what the word would be, but there's not a lot of education, I guess the word would be. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from because I myself went to a mainstream school. So, and, and I asked this because like back in my generation growing up, you never really expressed that I have sight loss. You would never really say that out loud. Maybe it'd be education just to see how to treat someone with sight loss, but it was almost like, I'm proud to have sight loss and this is who I am and all this stuff. You would never really have an opportunity to say that, right? Yeah. Would instantly be like, let's feel sorry for this person who has sight loss. So 
Yeah, that was that was that was time back then. Uh, I remember uh, the school I used to go to, my old school. Um, I don't want to mention name because I I never liked that school. I still don't till this day. Um, although they shut down that school and now they turned it into a bigger school. I was so happy the day they were taking that school down. I'm like, yay! Finally, I I never liked that school because uh, well, there was always the bullying you had to go through, and then mm. some people at the bench would come and talk to you, and some wouldn't. And then I just remember picking up my cane and running towards these kids because they were all bullying me so much. And guess who got in trouble? Myself. <laughs> so. It's it's just how it works sometimes. Um, but um, I'm mature enough to know now that how to handle it too. And um, um, I've learned that it's well, it's it's so much social media now too. You know what I mean? You gotta look at that kind of stuff too. Like anything that instantly happens, people people have their phones. They can record anything that happens, and it can oh. be on social media in seconds. Even with social media, I like how you brought up social media. I know you're going with it with an angle of recording. But even that angle of, because you, you, you young people have your TikToks and your Snapchats and your, <laughs> your Facebooks and your Instagrams. And do you feel that your intersectionalities are represented in social media? Is, is that a big part to kind of say, hey, this is me as even in your case, Maggie, a female who has sight loss and Darren, this is me as a male who's East Indian with sight loss. So anybody could jump into that question. Honestly, I don't even have this social media because I, I can't navigate it. Um, I have Snapchat, but it's super hard to use. TikTok is not accessible. Um, so I can't even, I don't even know. Like it, it, it and <laughs> I do get a little frustrated because it, it I feel like I'm cut off. Um, a lot of, of my peers use it and talk about it and quotes um things that they've seen on tiktok or instagram and i'm totally out of the loop because i i don't have it so i might turn this over to darren because he i think he does have it so <laughs> he might be able to answer that one better facebook 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 let's go but let me let me tell you facebook was when i was a teenager so that's <laughs> that's pretty it's an old platform not to age me so yeah, there, there is definitely Facebook and all that. So even within Facebook, there, do you feel that you see stuff no. that represents you? Sometimes. I, I, I never even use Facebook. I'm totally going to tell you, I use Messenger. I, I had to download Facebook in order to get Messenger. Mm. Interact with my friends on Messenger instead of Facebook. Facebook is hard. There's Facebook. I have WhatsApp. WhatsApp, WhatsApp is really cool, too. I mean, uh, it, it works for me. Um, I think it's more accessible than... Uh, Facebook, uh, I had uh, Insta for a bit, uh, but it was so inaccessible, so mm. I just threw it out the window. Okay, I'm glad that wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's so interesting because, uh, like, even looking at uh, inaccessibility within in apps and kind of feeling left out with these inaccessible apps, which definitely another facet to intersectionality and kind of growing up in this generation where <laughs> social media that's a big thing, you know, when it comes mm -hmm. to advocacy too. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it sucked for me so much because I, I started gaining followers and then, then I had to delete my Insta account. Oh. <laughs> it was sad. And you know what? Rest in peace to Darren's Instagram account. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, uh, don't so worry, everybody. I'll be, I'll, I'll be remaking it. So um, <laughs> I'll be back on. It, it's, 
like I said, it's just very interesting. And I love how you brought up the inaccessibility because it's so true for sure. So even another question, and I'm, I'm just so curious because like I said, I'm, I'm a different generation, right? Uh, when it comes to your intersectionality, so as mentioned before, with you, Maggie, being a female with sight loss and then you being uh, East Indian male with sight loss, do you ever feel that your intersectionalities like clash in the normal society that we have? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do tell, do tell. Uh, well, uh, how people look at vision loss or eyesight down here, I mean, people do feel bad in India quite a bit that that, that ever happens. I mean, I was actually born there, so I should... Um, I should know more better about this kind of stuff because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that when you're there, that some people do understand you, and then there are some people who won't understand you. But, like, there's just so many things that happen. Like, again, there's good and bad in every country, Aquaco, uh, or, yeah, uh, so, like, there's good and bad in every country. I mean, you're, you're going to encounter good people there. You're going to encounter bad people there, too. You know, there will be good people who will there be there to help you, and there will be some maybe some bad people who... Uh, uh, maybe if you see this is the biggest problem you go anywhere right now it's um, I'm actually going to mention this now you sometimes ask someone like to help you with money or something sometimes and if the cashiers help me with stuff, sometimes they take extra by like some take it by accident and some just do it mm -hmm. just so do you know it. what that that definitely goes into education like we were expressing earlier education is so key that's the thing. It, it's so difficult to trust people these yeah. days. But yeah, as I, I mentioned, education. So I'm going to throw it to you, Maggie, with uh, being a female with sight loss. How has uh, those two intersectionalities clashed for yourself? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> there's this, you know, like all of my female friends, they wear makeup, they do their hair a certain way, they dress a certain way. And that is so hard for me because I can't see that. So it is like... I wear a uniform at my school, but the dress down days, it is one of the most stressful times in, in the year because I don't know what people wear. I don't know how they look and I don't know what to do. So the stereotypes around how a woman should dress and how she should look is so hard to, to follow uh, when you can't see because you can't, you know, you, you can't, you don't have that, that signal. Mm -hmm. um, so it, like <laughs> I rely on other people um but it's hard because they have their own tastes and it's not always my taste and so it's, it's it is a it is a clash I love that word it is totally a clash because I'm trying to be um myself um but it's it's really hard <laughs> mm, and that's such a good example and that's why I hear a lot from um friends of mine who are females who who do have sight loss because there's some assumptions that's like okay, you have sight loss, you don't care about putting on makeup or dressing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a weird thing because even uh, shout outs to one of our, our co-workers, uh, Kia, who's just like a fashionista and all that stuff. So it, it's just so funny how that's such a stereotype and a misconception. I don't even know how stuff like that ever works. I, I actually had this uh, uh, crazy thing. I was talking about tattoos. Um... And uh, I'm like, yo, I'm going to get a tattoo one day. And then I'm like, wait, no, 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 I'm not getting it. And someone's like, yo, why are you scared or something? I'm like, I ain't scared. 
I'm like, he's like, then why aren't you getting it? I'm like, why would I get a tattoo, go through all the pain when I can't even see what it looks like? Yeah, but on exactly. The contrary, <laughs> on, on the contrary to that, and I'm not, a, I'm, this is a disclaimer, <laughs> I'm not promoting an audience or any young people to get a tattoo. <laughs> so, but on the contrary, why is it that you can't just get it because you, it's something that means a lot to you. Maybe other people can see it, right? But yeah, but 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 it's hard for you to see it. Yeah, it's 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 a, <laughs> no, it's it's a debate for definitely. See, I'm an old man. But it's tactile. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm old. I don't know. But maybe maybe I'm lost in my ways. But definitely, it's it's funny that the old guys saying, "Oh, tattoos are okay," and the young guys, so the young folks are saying, "Nah, nah." So look at that clash for sure. So even going to. Uh, another question and I love the answers like and these are things that people who are not part of the community or even part of a, a culture or community get so what piece of advice or what kind of solutions would you give individuals who are going through the same things that you are going through the best solution I can give is everybody just stick together and just understand that everyone's a human <laughs> there's there's nothing too different to it I mean I mean, you're still a human being, either you're walking on one leg or you're in a wheelchair or you don't have sight or you uh, or you can see out of one eye or you can't see out of, like, it's, it's just, everything's just there. It's just, uh, we're all human beings, just learn to respect that. And if you don't know something, ask someone, no one, no one's here, no one's shy here. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone will tell you once in a while, yo, that I'm a blind person or, you know, this is how it works. Yo, this is a white cane. And that person will be interested. That person will be like, ooh, I want to learn more. And the more you tell someone, the more they'll get educated and the more they'll spread it across. So everybody's living and breathing. I like that example. What, what about you, Maggie? Any kind of mantras or solutions that you go by? I would say that I have to constantly remind myself that it doesn't matter. I like to just remember that it matters what you care about yourself and not what other people care. Um, you know, when it comes to the makeup and the hair, if I feel comfortable, if I feel good, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what other people think. Um, I know that, you know, the solution might not sound like the best and you might be going, oh, geez, come on, just give me like tips, give me an idea of how I can do this. But honestly, <laughs> I still don't know. All I can say is that sometimes you just kind of got to let it go and say, I'm trying my best. I make sure that my socks match and my t-shirt and my jeans don't clash. And that's it, right? Like you just kind of got to go. I feel comfortable. I feel like I am me. I'm not, you know, getting rid of who I am so that I can fit into what I think other people want to see. Um, you just have to be yourself. That's a point. Exactly. That's such, such a good, and you said that that's not a tip. That is, that's a tip echelon. That's like the biggest tip that you can get. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. even maybe we're going to round this out before we have a little game at the end of uh, uh, this amazing discussion. So even just looking at the generation, your generation, I know y'all can't compare it to previous generations because you obviously didn't live it. But do you feel that intersectionality and diversity is well represented in this generation? And then if not, how can it get better? Uh, I think it is. Um, or, or I think we're um, I think we're almost getting there. Because uh, 
anything that happens nowadays mostly on social media it's like people are always like you like before you post a thing you're like you have to think a thousand times yo should i post it yo should i do this yo should i not do this because the second it's up there it's out you can't do a single thing to it except for listening to the harsh comments you might get about something uh, so it's it's basically it's now a long time back the bullying that used to or whatever used to happen used to happen in person now things happen behind the screen which no one can do anything about i mean i've said this a billion times there's people something else behind the screen and there's people something else when they're at your face they're they're scared when they're at your face sometimes and the when it's all behind the screen they're they, they're, they're all talk because you're behind the screen that, that person's not in front of you so uh, that's all i have to say for that one you know, I, like like Mr. Coco said, I wasn't alive in the, in the other generations, but I do think from what I've heard, it has gotten a little bit better. Um, for example, this is just something I read on the internet the other day, and I thought it was it was so beautiful. Um, there was this show that I was watching, um, and the actor in it, I think he was uh, low vision, but in the show, he was fully blind. And um, I read online, he said, you know, I went through a lot of mobility training just so that I could represent the blind community properly. And he was so capable in the show. Um, he had a job, he had a life, he had a, like, it wasn't the stereotypical way in which blind people have been represented it for years. Um, and it was just a beautiful way to say, you know, we're not all the same. We are, we can live a life that everybody else can um, and you know we're we're the same, and so I think it has gotten better in the representation, um, and that and in in all four like in every aspect of life in the media, in in the technology, I think it's gotten a lot better in that aspect as well, and just in the way that people communicate with each other. That is so. Can we answer and and. Let me do a, like a reference to new school. Who needs Google when I have YouTube both educating me <laughs> on like, I'm going to feel uh, I'm going to go into one day Kia's program and go amongst the youth and be like, I know all this stuff now. So you guys made me feel cool today for sure. But uh, what's the point of making you feel cool anyways? You're already cool. Mr. Oh, my God. You're scene. very cool, Mr. Coco. Oh, uh, this, this got me hyped up. Okay, so you know what we're going we're gonna to do? We're going to play a word association game. Oh, so God. I'm going to bring up a topic, and even in a few words or even just one word, or even if you want to talk about it, we're going to talk about kind of what it means to us. All right, so are, are you are you ready? Yes, I, I'm ready. <laughs> I always want to be a host. So what, what's a cool show that people watch nowadays that they have a host? I'm, I'm just wondering so I can make that comparison. Can't think. Um, Price is right. Uh, I have no idea. Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, Je oh my goodness! Oh, that's that's definitely my generation. Okay, so let's get it started. Ding ding ding! I wish we had some theme music. Maybe, maybe as we go on, we'll get some theme music. So first word, or a few words, social media. So life. I'm going to take oh. turns. Go, go ahead, Darren. Social media. Life. Life. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maggie? 
Um, I guess the best word would be daunting. I've always been a little bit nervous with social media, and I think that's why I've kind of steered away from it. Uh, because I know anything that you post will be there forever. <laughs> uh, gotcha, I got it. And it's so true. Okay, regular media. Go uh, ahead, Dan. Media? Uh, propaganda. I'm too hyped up. Ooh, look at that. What about you, Maggie? I'm not sure. Um, I think of regular media. I don't know. <laughs> All right, that's that's perfectly fine. I don't know. It's a perfectly fine answer. I for know. Sure. Great answer. Uh, it's the best answer you can give. See, yeah, no, hey, there was when I was back in school, and the teacher asked, and I was just like, I don't know, and they just leave me alone. So that's that's <laughs> that's a perfect answer. Okay, uh, role model. Go ahead, Darren. Role model, you. Oh, yeah. This guy knows. <laughs> and you don't have to say me. <laughs> I would say representing. I think a role model always represents whoever they're trying to um, influence, uh, whether that's good or bad. Um, yeah. A sight loss. I think there's a lot of stereotypes are around people with sight loss, and they're not true. Um, and we can do anything. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, what word are I thinking about? The. Uh, why do I want to say charming? Because uh, uh, I, I still think that my life is just as amazing as it would be if I would be able to see. Yeah, because we're all charming with sight loss. So, the, the, hey, perfect. And <laughs> last but not least, inclusivity. Uh, I would say... Teamwork? Okay, I, oh, like I love that, that one. I like that. Cooperation, or I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I don't want to go back to what I said before about the equality, but I totally think to, that inclusivity means that everybody has the equal say, um, gets the equal respect and advice and, and, and all of those lovely words um, <laughs> where we're all, just, we're all just equal. When the community is all together, everything is good. When we're, when we're all falling apart, then it turns into something catastrophic. Uh, it's so true when we're all yeah, exactly right when we're all on the same page and we're all celebrated and we're all represented it just makes it a well-oiled community so love your answers we're about to run out of time on um the lands living diverse any last words that uh, both of you would like to to say or any advice to the audience just just anything so think in your mind all the time that we're all the same we're all human beings we can all fight for our rights we're all the same there, there's absolutely nothing different about us and people who who are fully fine which is completely impossible you can't be uh you can't be a perfect human being mentally or the way you look or however and uh, no one like no one has special wings on them or they can't fly or there's there's nothing special yeah. so we're, we're all the same stay together stick together and love everybody yeah absolutely right education 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 what about you maggie any last thoughts final thoughts i would definitely say you know there's a huge community of sight loss people out there and we've i, I bet you everybody's gone through many similar things um you know we've all then I had to face challenges um, and we've all, you know, gotten through them. 
um, I would definitely say just advocate, you know, speak up for yourself because your voice matters. Um, and yeah, like, I, like everybody has a contribution and I think everybody's contribution is really important. Wonderful, great words from really intelligent, awesome young people. So thank you both very much for, for taking the time out. I know you're, you're both very busy. I, I really appreciate today. Yeah, and do take, uh, yes, thank you. And do take Mr. Apokwa as a good example here too. You know, he's a, he's a one uh, smart, smart young man. Uh, well, I'll, I'll still say young because I don't want Mr. Apokwa feeling about in any way. Oh, well, thank you very much. And I, as you all know, it sounds like Darren just got paid off. So take care. <laughs> thank you for uh, coming that to the lens. That was not <laughs> For stopping by. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Leds Living Diverse. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or like. We have so many platforms that you can do so. And yes, if you have other inputs, we welcome it. Contact us, reach out to us. So thank you for listening to another edition of The Lens Living Diverse. Peace.